0: don't trust your friends. Snakes.
1: The Dropback with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, Joe Costanzo and Sam Wilson. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Dropback live stream hosted by our friends over at Britballing. Today, I'm your host, Stan Wilson, and I'm joined by the enigmatic, Joe Costanza. How are you doing, Joe?
0: Mr. Enigmatic, back at it again. How
1: How's your time off, Daniel? It was brilliant. It uh, left me with time to reflect and um, look forward to the season we have ahead of us and all the brilliant drop-back content that will be coming your way in the coming weeks and months. So, without further ado, let's, uh, let's just kick things off today with a little bit of news. So, um, it's come out of Jag's camp. they're going to be holding an open quarterback competition between Gardner Minshew and the recently drafted number one overall pick Trevor Lawrence what can we make of this Joe how much of an open competition is it actually
0: it's just something Urban Meyer's saying isn't it really like I don't really I think he's trying to keep up the facade that there's there's some sort of competition going on but in reality Trevor Lawrence is starting day one right like I mean, let's, let's not play around, but you're not drafting a guy first overall who isn't going to start day one.
1: You would think so, especially as he's been touted as a generational talent by many scouts and media analysts alike. So it would surely be a waste to have him sitting when you've got a talent like him on your team.
0: Unless, unless God Minchu is really doing bits in training camp. Uh, I it don't something know. something better
1: than Trevor Lawrence.
0: All, all that an open QB competition really means is that they're both getting first team reps, yeah. right?
1: Exactly, yeah, and um, I don't think that there's any way that Trevor Lawrence isn't a better quarterback already than Gardner Minshew. Like, the only thing that Gardner Minshew is going to have on Trevor Lawrence is perhaps his decision-making and... NFL experience. NFL experience, yeah. Like, even out coming out of college, Gardner Minshew was an excellent decision-maker, and that's obviously only improved with the time he spent in the NFL, so that perhaps is the only upper hand that Minshew has over Trevor.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, maybe the little niche things like the timing in the NFL with quicker defensive backs and stuff will be slightly different. And that's where some someone with a bit of a veteran present with a couple of years under his belt might have an edge there. But, I mean, it's not like Trevor Lawrence isn't touted as, you know, the best thing since and the best prospect since Andrew Luck. I imagine he can pick things like that up fairly quickly. I think this is all just white noise, to be honest. I think it's just something Urban Meyer is saying, just so he has, yeah, just uh, just to uh, keep up the facade of like there's a competition going. I I don't, I really don't, really not going to read that much into this.
1: So just um, typical preseason bullshit, then. Yeah, yeah, same old, same old
0: garbage. Like so like my... hearing that Josh Rosen is uh, looking amazing in in training camp for the Dolphins, for example. I
1: love it. Matt just Matt gobbles up rumors like these, doesn't he? He loves them.
0: Matt just scans the fricking Miami Dolphins fan pages and is like, "Yep, yeah, this this is
1: fact. This must be true. It came from a Dolphins fan."
0: Preston Williams is going to be uh, the offensive
1: player of the year. <laughs> exactly. What was his What was his take about? Um, he said some. Yeah, he's had some awful takes about Dolphins players over the year over the years let's let's be real
0: yeah uh i'm trying to think he's made a few poorly made sandwich bets the there best was, one there was, was one of the defensive Rosen linemen versus lamar jackson for touchdown passes <laughs> that lamar yeah, but, jackson led the
1: league in touchdown passes <laughs> yeah that that was that was quite a good one. my favorite Quack. was it was the defensive lineman that um oh I've williams compl-
0: or his name is
1: no i have completely forgotten his name he was a funny an- one the funny guy no, he came from the Chiefs, I think, and he joined the Dolphins. He was playing like defensive end, like three tech defensive end for them. And uh yeah, Matt just thought he was an all pro despite the fact they were obviously much better players like Khalil Mackie missed out, so
0: Yeah. Yeah, mm. he's a bit it's a bit weird, that boy.
1: If you are listening though, Matt, we do love you and we we would like you back on the show at some point. So come back from Spain, how, how about it?
0: Yeah, I mean it's funny that this is the, the... NFC and AFC East conversation and we don't have either our NFC or AFC East representatives on the show.
1: Yeah, week. one of one of them's in Spain and uh one of them's bitching about his vaccine. So
0: Wah bah wa. <laughs> I'm double vaxxed. I get to go to clubs in September. Wow, wham, whah.
1: Yeah, so we'll be uh on all the dance floors not it, all the clubs rave in him. September. He's, he's yeah. a
0: he's a rave god.
1: You know, you know what Slit is like. So uh, let's kick things off, you know, let's go with the AFC East and the Buffalo Bills in our divisional previews for the 2021 NFL season. So going into the season, big losses on offense is John Brown. I know perhaps you might not consider that a massive loss, but considering his production in Buffalo in recent years, it certainly does make up a quite big chunk of the offense. He's going to be replaced by Emmanuel Sanders and himself, Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley will be making up the Buffalo Bills' receiver call. How confident are you in the Bills' offence going into this season?
0: Uh, I think John Brown will be dearly missed. I think yeah. he doesn't really get as much respect on his name as he deserves. However, I think they're going to be fine, realistically. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders isn't what he was, but he's still a capable wide receiver if he stays healthy. And we saw how good Stephon Diggs was last year. He's a true number one receiver in that scheme. Um Cole Beasley, despite his controversial opinions on the vaccine, pretty and, good guy. and his controversial well. rap music. Not that controversial. He's just he's got the flow, you know.
1: He <laughs> doesn't it's rubbish.
0: Yeah, this is a good point from from David here that Gabriel Davis has looked pretty impressive in the past. Uh be interesting to see, you know, getting some more more reps up in there. And Isaiah Hodgins as well has had little stints. I mean, they've got a few guys, don't they, who could potentially—I mean, not not fill the hole that John Brown has left, but, but like with Emmanuel Sanders, Gabriel Davis, Isaiah Hodgins, maybe accumulate to some form of.
1: Yeah, I mean, one to look out for could be a uh, you know Aaron Rodgers' boy, Jake Camaro. Yeah. this year. Apparently, he he's would...
0: been tearing up training camp, though that means nothing. <laughs>
1: I don't know how much of that is just to try and like nibs Aaron Rodgers and just piss him off, but you know, yeah.
0: I mean, I imagine Aaron Rodgers seems like a guy who'd be probably quite happy about that if he got a starting spot with the Bills.
1: Yeah. Either way, I'd I'd love for uh, Jake Rodgers to come out and have just an absolutely massive season, just to um, yeah, just annoy the Packers front office and make them wish they. Bit like
0: uh, when when you know was it the Dolphins cut Chris Hogan after that season of Hard Knocks where everyone's like, Chris Hogan always open 7-11, and uh, Mm -hmm. and he actually was really good for the Patriots afterwards. He was
1: very good. He was very, very good for the Patriots in that season. So, Yeah, it's a bit of an interesting one. The big weakness for me for the Buffalo Bills is their running game. They really struggled with Devin Singletary and then they brought in Zach Moss, who's a pretty much similar... he's, He's a very similar running back to Devin Singletary, in my opinion, in terms of their Ability to be used in the passing game as well. And he wasn't able to have much of an impact. So they brought in Matt Breeder as well, who we saw had a great season with the San Francisco 49ers a couple of seasons ago. He led the league in rushing yards for a good few weeks. So that, that, I was going to uh,
0: say first is I was like, what fucking season did Matt, Breeder no, it was like, the it, was like rushing
1: it was through the first six or seven weeks. I think he got hurt, but he was leading the league by a good chunk as well in his time at San Francisco. Obviously, he took a bit of a step back when he came to. Miami, but yeah, be interesting to see how they do. Yeah. (laughs) So Devin Singletree, Zach Moss, Matt Breeder will make up their backfield. I think we can all agree, or all of us being me and you, that that's a pretty weak run.
0: Yeah. Apparently, Zach Moss has been taking most of the snaps so far, pretty consistently. So he might actually be starting over Devin Singletree, who I, to be honest, I think Devin Singletree has kind of had a a fair amount of chances now to really be the person he was kind of hyped up to be. And he hasn't really shown anything that special. He's shown glimpses of being a capable running back, but ne- nothing to say, you know, with the value you can get running backs now. Um,
1: yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Like, I think he's going to be limited to just being a role player in that backfield. Perhaps the fact they brought in another, like, experienced starting running back in Matt Breeder means that they're going to rotate more, but. Yeah, I've heard the same rumours as you. Zach Moss has been getting more first-team reps, so we'll we'll see what that means for the Bills during the regular season. What's your uh, what's your view on the uh, Bills' offensive line then? How do you feel that they'll fare during this season?
0: Uh, they did pretty good. They did pretty good last season, but I mean, who who have they changed up?
1: I think their right their right tackles changed. They're now rolling with Daryl Williams at right tackle. I'm not sure if he was the same as last year. But I know that he's not the strongest of right tackles.
0: It's just a big body, really, isn't he? Um, big body, yeah. Cody Ford is like, hes good. Yeah. Um,
1: Mitch Morse, obviously, a quality center from Kansas City. Deion yeah, Dawkins. T- Deion Dawkins, yeah. actually, currently, right now, he's out with COVID 19. So that's one to watch coming into the preseason. Yeah, but I mean, it just means he's going to miss at worst, like
0: one preseason game, really, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, let's hope so. And of course, at tight end as well, Dawson Knox, a bit of a breakout player, had a couple of great games for them over the past couple of seasons. Could we see him take a bit of a jump forward more this season with the lack of John Brown there, perhaps?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's another position where he could he could make up some of that lost production. Um, generally speaking, though, I think other than Darrell Williams, maybe... Uh, I don't really know much about John Feliciano at left guard, but...
1: Feliciano is good. He's pretty, he was pretty solid for them. Yeah, last so four He's out of five, the of well. their
0: O-linemen are good or very good. It's, to nothing to write
1: home. it's nothing to write home about, though, like it is for other teams, like the Chiefs. They
0: had a pretty strong O-line presence last year. I think they rated pretty highly in terms of, like, pass protection and, and everything.
1: Yeah. yeah, they were okay. They just couldn't establish a run game. But part of that might just be because of the lack of quality in running back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Unless Matt Breeder takes a massive step up. I don't see that <laughs> changing that much, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I don't see that happening either. Right. So let's flip things over to the defensive side of the ball. In the trenches, they've got Jerry Hughes, Star Lotulele, Ed Oliver, and Mario Addison on the defensive line. To me, that looks like a pretty just solid group. Like Jerry Hughes, we've seen has been solid for them in the past couple of years. Ed Oliver touted as one of the best defensive tackle prospects in a good long while coming out of college. Hasn't perhaps lived up to the standards, being drafted 19th overall, but yeah, hey, solid of play.
0: It's tough when you're interior defensive line to really yeah. live up to the standards, though.
1: I do agree with you, because obviously it's so much more easy to dominate at college level, where you've got guys who are just amateurs, essentially. They'll never make a living out of this job. Yeah, and you so. can have
0: an interior defensive lineman that's one of the best in the league that gets like 19 tackles on the whole year, but he clogs up a lane you know yeah. what I mean like yeah no it Adam is a really much underappreciated position yeah um I, I I'm happy with that I think they've got a fairly strong defensive line uh maybe I, I don't see them really rushing
1: the passer too well see but... he, here's what I could change they've um I think they might not have the highest quality defensive end slash Ed Rusher group, but they do have one of the deepest. So, uh, left defensive They've end.
0: Got Greg Rousseau.
1: Greg Rousseau, yeah. Carlos Boogie Basham <laughs> they drafted as well. AJ Epinesa. That's a fucking F- amazing name, Boogie Basham. It's brilliant, isn't it? And uh, our boy, FA Obada as well, and Mario Addison too.
0: FA, get in there, son. Yeah, he could get some reps.
1: I'd love yeah. to see that. I mean, he's going to struggle this year with the addition of, well, he's going to struggle to even make the roster with the addition of Greg Rousseau and Carlos Basham as well. I so. back
0: my boy FA over Greg Rousseau.
1: Uh, <laughs> not even a, that's not even a joke. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you on your dislike of Greg Rousseau. He's just, yeah. Just a bit
0: trash. Don't like what I saw of him at all. What do you think about the linebackers?
1: Well, the linebacking core looks all right to me. You've got Matt Milano, Tremaine Edmonds, AJ Klein. It looks. It looks very solid to me.
0: I mean, outside of Tremaine Edmonds Edmonds, though, like it's pretty average.
1: <sighs> I love Matt Milano. I'm a I'm a massive Matt Milano fan. Yeah, I
0: guess he's a bit like Joe Show, but he goes a bit underappreciated, but actually is quite productive, isn't he?
1: Yeah, I think he falls trap again to being an off ball linebacker. He never gets recognized because he doesn't f- stand out as an absolute like a, a hook defender, like a Mike linebacker. And he's not an ed rusher too. He's just sort of that in between group like mm. the kyle van noise of this world so he's never going to get the same appreciation as the inside guys but he's he's more than deserving of it he'd made some great plays from in the playoffs and down the stretch last year so matt, yeah matt milano is one of my favorite linebackers in the league for sure
0: do you know anything about levi wallace who's one of their starting corners,
1: corners um he's sort of been afraid he's always been like a number two corner i think levi wallace i think he was at Correct me if I'm wrong. I think he spent some time at San Francisco. He's just an average number two corner, to be honest with you. And the depth they have behind that isn't particularly impressive either. They got they got Tyrell Dodson and Dane Jackson, who are two guys who have just completely never heard of Dane Jackson with a se- with a seventh round pick. I know that. So it's a bit of a weaker bit of a weaker group. And then at nickel corner, they've got Teron Johnson, same as last year. Yeah, he was solid. He will yeah, I of-
0: mean, uh, obviously Tre'Davious White is is amazing, but the depth outside of that doesn't look particularly good. They're going to struggle if they have any injuries in that secondary. Yeah. Um. Obviously, their the safeties are amazing. Their joint Jordan Poyer is is pretty darn good, and Micah Hyde as well, one of the better safeties in the league.
1: Yeah, I think this is what definitely again, like as it has been for the past three, four seasons. This is one of the best safety groups in the league. You've got the the duo of Hyde and Poyer returning for yet another year, so it's it's a good, it's a good side. It's a really good side.
0: So, how do you think they'll do? I've got their schedule up. Um, I'm not uh, going to read through it, but it yeah, it looks. I,
1: I don't think this Bills team is as good as they were last year. That's my issue. Okay. I, I don't think they're going to be quite as good. And I think. How did
0: they do? What was their record last year? Were they the second best team in the AFC?
1: Um... Behind the Chiefs?
0: The... I think they were, right? Maybe?
1: Uh, they definitely got... I know they got a first-round bye Let's um, just bring up their record.
0: Yes, they must have been the second. Best. Oh, wait. Did the second-best even get a first-round by last year?
1: Let me just pull that up for you now. So the Bills' 2020 record was apologies for this viewers we should have uh, really brought this up before recording this little vodcast for you now so their record was 13 and three their first in the afc east and they won divisional wild card playoffs against the colts they won the divisional round against the ravens and then they lost to the chiefs as we all know in the afc championship game so they went they went 13 and three i think i think that's a very very hard record to beat yeah i, d-
0: I, don't, I don't think they're getting there again
1: Personally. No, I, I really don't. I don't see how the back end of their defence is really going to hold up that well. Obviously, we got you've got Trey White, one of the best corners in the league. We all know that. That's that's a given. But yeah. it's, the, it's the rest of that group that kind of worries me. They're going to have to style up some exotic looks and just be like sound schematically for the entire season if they're going to want to get back to that point. But
0: I personally
1: is, you, can't see how they will.
0: Do you think they'll still win the division, though?
1: Um. Yeah, they they really really shouldn't like unless the Dolphins and unless Tua takes a huge step forward, then that di- that division is still there. Like Josh Allen is still one of the premier quarterbacks in this division or in this league. And you just and got sign pay-
0: for fat checks as well.
1: Yeah, congrats Josh Allen for securing the bag there.
0: Yeah, and screw you Josh Allen for raising Lamar's price up, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I'm looking at their I mean looking at their schedule. Obviously they get to play the Jets twice a year. I imagine they maybe they potentially could lose one against the Patriots, could potentially lose one against the Dolphins if they have a bad day at it. Outside of that, Steelers, Washington, the Texans.
1: I think they could be go- I think they should the be Jeans. going 12 12 and 5 would be my guess oh
0: yeah I forgot about the freaking
1: extra game it's horrible, um, I'm going
0: to go a little bit less I'm going to say 11 and, 11 and 6
1: 11 and 6 Um, have you been keeping note of all these predictions from past episodes obviously I've been well, away we'll uh, no it's a simple answer to that okay it's a no that's, <laughs> about, that's fine
0: is that is that your like just what you think they'll get or I think
1: is... they will be a 13 and 5 team I think they're ceiling Did I say 13 yeah no sorry 12 and five. and 5 doesn't even add up yeah 12 and 5 i apologize 12 and 5 is what i po- what i think they will get i think their ceiling as a team is probably yeah 13 and 4 really i i just can't see them winning as many games well, what about their floor their floor mm. if everything goes badly on defense they can't establish a running game at all 10 and 7 10 and 7 9 and 8 yeah, I'm,
0: I'm pretty much the same. I don't think they'll go as low as 9 and 8. I think 10 and 7 is probably the lowest they'll get. And then bar injuries, of course, and um, 13 and 5 seems like a reasonable ceiling. I don't, I don't yeah. think... I can't imagine they'll get too much more than that.
1: Yeah, I think, that, 13, I think that's completely 13 fair. and 4, sorry. So, Miami Dolphins. I would have loved to have this little chat with Matt present, but sadly, he's got better things to do. I'm apparently actually like really him.
0: glad he's not. Because he'll just be unsufferable. He'll be insufferable. He'll just. I enjoy it. About how, how big a freaking jump Tua's gonna make? Definitely for sure. He's gonna make some outrageous claims about some random running backs who we don't even know who the fuck oh, they are.
1: Patrick Laird.
0: <laughs> exactly. He's just say like, oh yeah, Patrick Laird is gonna be the best running back in the AFC, or just some outrageous shit. They just mean nothing.
1: I like it. Mean, it's was, quite, it's, it's fun. When just, Matt gets obsessed with like something, he won't let it go. I love it. You're just reciting shit he's seen on fan pages. <laughs> <laughs> what I, would you do I, if you realised that Matt was the fan page?
0: Yeah, potentially. I'll tell you what. Here's the controversial take. I could see Tua getting benched for Jacoby
1: Brissett during the season. <laughs> Slu, if you're listening right now, can you please use that as the intro or outro? Thank you very much. <laughs> I, 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 I
0: could see that happening. Really? Yeah. I, if it was a you know new offensive scheme and everything comes in, still can't throw the ball downfield. We know Jacoby Brissett can.
1: Mm. Mm. I'm not convinced. Why? I, I am, mean, I'm
0: not, I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen, but I could see it fucking happening.
1: I don't know. I don't think. He, well, at the end of the day, he doesn't really have much of an excuse this year because he's got an absolutely fantastic receiving core. He's got Devontae Parker. Will Fuller, Albert Wilson playing slot receiver, with Jalen Waddell, who's likely going to take his spot. You've got Alan Hearns brought in as well. Preston Williams. Guy yeah. I'm very fond of. He's physically unable to perform right now. He's on the pub list. But I'm sure he will he will be taking over that X spot when Devontae Parker gets injured. Or Will Fuller gets injured. So what's more likely to happen? Gonna be Will Fuller injury, isn't one it? One of one of them's gonna be injured, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, one's gonna get hurt. It's, it's bound to it happen. Says so. Will Fuller is suspended. Has he? Has he done PEDs again? Oh, he might have done something stupid, but I can't. I can't see Albert that. Albert also
0: okay, and obviously Jalen Waddle. I want to see what he's like. Waddle's been fantastic.
1: <laughs> Chican, let's, let's not even go there. He's just a, Alan isn't... Hearns.
0: I forgot they had Alan Hearns. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's not done anything in a while, but you he was
1: very he's... decent the Jaguars back in the um, Blake Bortles era, but.
0: In the Blake Bortles era. The
1: Blake Bortles, <laughs> the yeah. He, summed up. You laugh about it, but you almost took him to the Super Bowl.
0: I mean, yeah, he was, he was pretty <laughs> much, what, one drive away from it.
1: Yeah, pretty tragic. Um, Guy Matt's quite excited about. Lynn Bowden Jr. traded for uh, from the um, Las Vegas Raiders. Bowden, yeah. Bowden, what is it?
0: I've heard both. I think it's okay. Bowden, I don't know.
1: Perfect. We'll go with Bowden then for today. Probably
0: like, incre- like incorrectly, pronun- uh pronounced.
1: Well, like um, t- how Tyrod Taylor is actually Tyrod Taylor.
0: Yeah, exactly. But no,
1: no one's going to change, obviously.
0: I don't think he's actually really going to get the ball much, to be honest. At no. best, he might. He might. What? <sighs> we don't even really want him to be returning kicks because you've just got Jakeen Grant there, who's shown that he can do it. So and Jalen Waddle. I wouldn't. Personally, have Jalen Waddle returning your, your punts. Or I
1: would your just get him, get because... get the man some reps.
0: I mean, he's probably going to get enough reps as it is. Like,
1: I mean, currently he's listed as the backup slot receiver to Albert Wilson.
0: No, on mine he is the uh, slot. What well, um, depth chart I've got the using... ESPN depth chart up, and he's. He is the slot receiver. It's Devontae Parker, Will Fuller, who is suspended as the second receiver, and then Jalen Waddle is wide receiver three. Right. But I mean, it doesn't really matter. I I think he's going to, I think he'll probably start in the slot, to be honest. Otherwise, I mean, you've invested a first round pick in him, unless he's literally trash, which I don't see him being. I thought Jalen Waddle was very, looked very good in in college. Yeah. Um, Obviously, Tua trusts him a lot as well. Also, Mike Gesicki... At tight end has been quietly amazing as well. Um, Austin Jackson, left tackle, also pretty darn good, um, serviceable at least. I mean, he's not outstanding, but he's he'll do the job. I'm not sure too much about the rest of the
1: offensive line. See, the guy who I'm looking forward to seeing play this year is Liam Eichenberg out of Notre Dame. One of my favorite yeah. offensive line guys. Like he didn't make my top five purely because of like. Uh, how is he one of your favourites? <laughs> he was sorry. my top five, but he's one of my favourite. Not even in your top five. He wasn't in my top five, but he, sorry, he was more. He was one of my favourite under the radar guys. He's an absolute unit of a bloke. He's a sleeper picks. He is. He's like six for eight, three hundred and sixty pounds. When did absolute, they draft him? Uh, second round, twenty-first. Twenty-one, twenty-first pick. It's not even a sleeper round. then. Second round. Yeah. Okay, sorry. One of the more under not the a radar guys. Not under in your top radar. five, Stan. Where you're, you're. Like Liam Eikenberg, alright?
0: Yeah, no, this is the first I've heard of him, mate. I, I haven't heard you mention him once in in that off season. I've got him written down. I, I got,
1: I had a note. To oh, page do you? Do you show me the notes? Show me after the notes. It, I will bring it up to you after this podcast <laughs> is made, and um, I will show you. I got a list of my sleepers. Liam Ikenberg is on them. Big guy. I'm fond of my big guys, and yeah. uh, you know the saying with offensive linemen? you can't move a fridge. You can't. You simply he's, can't. He's a fridge. So. Good luck That was one past of my
0: favourite little sayings in the off season. You can't move a fridge. Yeah, yeah. I it. I also think it's funny how they got Matt Skura from us. Uh, mm-hmm. the rate Us being the Ravens, and he's not even starting on this depth shot I'm looking at. Michael yeah. Dita,
1: Dita. Dita. Yeah, we'll, Dita. we'll go with Dita. It looks like Dita to me. Yeah. And Yeah. Right guard. They got Robert Hunt as well. Second year player drafted last year in the second round, 20th overall. Backing him up, we got Jermaine. Alu, oh, I can't say Ellimanor. There you go. Traded from New England. He was a starter in New England for a while, so you've got good depth right there. And then you have Jesse Davis at right tackle. So perhaps that's the weakest spot, weakest spot of the offensive line. But
0: yeah, it's weird. It's like I don't think it's a particularly strong offensive line, but it does have decent depth still.
1: Yeah. It's got it's got um veteran players like Solomon Kindley, Matt Skura, Jamaica Illuminor as backup so they they shouldn't be too worried right i think it should be an average group like they did manage to perform above expected last year so we'll see if they can continue that
0: although to be fair all this dolphins offense in general needs to do is it's got one of the stronger defensive units in the game so really and the defensive minded head coach a good defensive scheme i think they just really just need to score Anything above fourteen points a game, and they're they're pretty much set. Yeah,
1: I'd 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 lean towards like twenty one points or more a game personally, just because. Of it's how... a passing league. It's a passing league, exactly, Joe. You know that's exactly. Well, they do how one of the well. better
0: secondaries in the league. Obviously, you've got you've got uh well, we'll start with the safeties actually. Jason McCourt and Eric Rowe, pretty darn good safety pair, and Xavier Howard who I believe has just been paid, and Byron Jones, who is a pretty shut-down guy, and Noah Igbenogany. The Igbenogany.
1: Hey, are you really going to forget Matt's guy, Nick Needham, like that? Yes. Okay, fair play. Good man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's listed here as, what, the sixth cornerback
1: on their depth chart? He'll be a nickel, though. He'll be starting nickel. Him or um, Nick... No,
0: or... surely no. Oh, sorry. I, th- I
1: thought I thought we were talking about Igbenogany Ig there for some reason. So yeah, Igbenogany and Nick Needham will probably be the starting slot corners, maybe rotating with each other. At the safety, this is perhaps one of the more underrated groups in the league. I think Eric Rowe from New England. Yeah. He was he was pretty fantastic last year, and then a fellow former New England Patriots, New England Patriot, is Jason McCourty, one of the McCourty twins, pretty. Underrated pickup, I think. Did Jason season.
0: McCourty play for New England, or was it just Tennessee?
1: No, he went. McCourty He joined his brother at New England for a couple of seasons, and now he's oh, at the he Dolphins. Did. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Come on, Joe, wake up.
0: Um, is is Javon Holland a rookie as well?
1: Javon I'm Holland, sorry. yeah, one of my least favorite players in the draft. Who I you he... probably could he probably will turn out to be like an absolutely solid like. A solid apex defender. For That's them, usually like what n- happens n- when you call someone out for being shit. They just apex yeah, yeah. all over you. He'll he'll end up playing nickelback for them when they're in zone packages and he'll he just will ball out like I know now because I've said he's crap. Yeah. Well you shouldn't just say people are crap in general when they're stud athletes. But yeah, I uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, I think that would be that would be funny to watch if anything. I think the the weakest unit uh in this defensive front is probably the linebackers, really.
1: Like so they've got Yeah. Um, I think it's better than it was last year.
0: Yeah. Obviously, they got rid of... Um... Oh, God. What's his name? I've forgotten him. He used to play for the Patriots. He's back at the Patriots now. Outside linebacker.
1: Or oh, Carl Van Noy.
0: Carl Van Noy. Yeah. I mean, he. I think he played the end for them. But, I mean, he yeah, didn't... Outside linebacker. He basically linebacker. didn't even play. He yeah, basically he... didn't play the whole year. But he got apparently, hurt. he was a good, strong veteran presence. To have, yep. um, yeah, uh, Andrew Van Ginkle, uh, Van Gink,
1: as he's the a will player. linebacker, he's he's Bernard a McKinney, he's a he's a very hard hitter. I'm a big fan of Jerome Baker as well. Great pass coverage guy, quite quick for linebacker. A dolphin yeah. since day one. I like, it's I like interesting.
0: Him. It's interesting how they've got Jalen Phillips here listed as a will linebacker and not. Oh, it's a three-four. Okay, that makes sense. My bad. Yeah,
1: it's, it's a three-four, and that third linebacker not
0: starting. And this, oh, I don't know. I don't the ESPNs know. just got it wrong. But I, I can't don't imagine know. he's not starting unless there's some sort of injury concern. But
1: it depends. Depends on the package, because obviously, like three-four teams, obviously they line up in like four-three fronts occasionally, like four-three sub fronts. So, like, he'll line up as Ed Rusher quite a lot of the time. Like, he has to. We saw what he was like coming exactly, out of college yeah he, he looked there like is... the
0: most promising actual like in terms of technique yeah um, edge edge defender in the draft
1: yeah but obviously the stuff they're doing as well in miami it's a bit funky it's not a very um it's not as usual not a usual scheme compared to the rest of the nfl but we like to see it what they Another do is they job. yeah they use that third linebacker similar to how they do in new england where they are a pure apex defender they never come into the they never like they're never lined up like five yards off. They're always quite close to the line of scrimmage, but they're not a pure edge rusher at the same time. I don't. I wouldn't have thought Jalen Phillips would be used in that role, the same role that Kyle Van Noy was in last year. But yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. It looks like Andrew Van Ginkel will be stepping in for where Van Noy left off.
0: Yeah, they've also got... So I mentioned drawing Baker in the inside and then on the sand position, Brennan Scarlett. Oh, Shaquem Griffin.
1: Yeah. Mr. wonder yeah. himself.
0: Well, that does not define him as a player. Okay,
1: I mean that was the only reason he got hype pre-draft. Let's be real here.
0: He was good. If he had, an, if he had both arms, he would have been a <laughs> pretty top prospect at the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you're ignoring the fact he doesn't have both arms. Yeah, but either mean, way, that did not hold Shaquem exactly. Griffin back. He still got. He was an undrafted. Was he undrafted or third round? No, he's prime? like
0: seventh round or something. I think it was go.
1: pretty late. Got drafted, but Seahawks, right? Got drafted by the Seahawks. He's now on defence of the Miami Dolphins. Let's see if he can ball out like he did at UCF.
0: Let's see if he can make the roster, to be honest. He's he's currently listed as the third Sam linebacker. Sorry to be realistic, but, like, yeah, if you're listed as third at a position where, yeah, there's...
1: There's one player there, yeah. likelihood is you're not going to make it. So, let's just take a holistic look at this Miami Dolphins team now. We I think... We...
0: Uh... Their interior D line, though, real quick. Christian yeah. Hawkins. what a boy! Love the man. I love just he how much he chats shit during games. It's just so funny.
1: Yeah, we love us we love a, a shit
0: Um, and a, apparently Matt's favorite defensive lineman, Emmanuel Ogba, <laughs> Emmanuel on, the, on, the, on the left defensive end side, uh, who apparently has been balling out. I think he has been playing pretty well compared to his. He was almost a bit of a bust until. I guess the Patriots and then the Dolphins, so could potentially be an above-average starter there.
1: He is an above-average starter. He's not an all an all-pro, as Matt would have you have you um know, but he's a solid player, right?
0: And I think he's quite versatile as well.
1: Yeah, he can. He's um yeah, big guy, athletic, can probably play two or three spots across that defensive line as well, which is a massive help for a team that's versatile mm. as the Dolphins, right? Let's, let's have a look at this team and have a little guesstimate as to how they will finish. So as they're sealing, what do you think their best case scenario is?
0: Just looking at their schedule at the moment, they'll probably lose. They they tend to beat the Dolphin, uh, the Patriots at home, don't they? So that will probably happen. Yeah, they'd have to do they're that. They're losing probably both games to the Bills. Probably losing to the Raiders... They'll probably maybe win against the Colts. They'll lose to the Bucks. They'll win against the Jags. They'll win against the Falcons. They'll win against the Texans. They'll lose to the Ravens. They'll win against the Jets twice. I mean, it's lucky they're in the AFC East, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. they get to play the Jets twice a year. Um, they'll probably be... I could see them maybe going like 9 and 8
1: which is the new the new 8 and 8 I guess. I don't I think they're better than that you see. I'm going really? to not I'm not going to jump on the tour bandwagon. I, I,
0: I just don't trust the offense enough really. I don't trust the the running backs at all like what Miles Gaskins your best guy. That yeah. you need some sort of we were just saying with the Bills but you need some sort of semblance of a run game and I think the running game situation at the Dolphins is arguably worse. Especially now, losing Matt Breeder as well, who wasn't even that good for him, but at least it's another option. Um, but we're they... going for
1: ceiling though. Here, we're going the best this team can be. I think is eleven and six. Mm. I think this is a good football team. It's very, 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 very well coached as well. Like they surprised us with the amount of wins they were able to achieve last year purely because of the quality of coaching on defense. I, I
0: will agree. The coaching is very good. The defense is very good. The defense is going to win them the majority of their games, but having to rely on the defense to get turnovers um people like Xavier howard leading the league in interceptions having to rely on him doing that back to back basically it won't to... happen again yeah and i think they were up there in terms of scoring defense as well i having like it's
1: great to have that but it's not it's not going to be consistent year on year in and year out yeah i do you've got to expect their offense to take a step forward though this is to a second year in the league He's not going to be a complete bust. I am sorry. I don't that.
0: think he's going to be a complete bust. I just don't think he's going to be anything
1: like... Blo- he's not going to blow our minds. He's not going to Justin Herbert this bitch. He, he doesn't need to Justin Herbert this bitch, though. He doesn't need to blow our minds. All he needs to be is an average starting quarterback in this league. He needs to be able to run an offense that can put up 20 points a game, 14 points a game. That's all he needs to be able to do. Like I just haven't seen it. I know you haven't seen it, but this, this is a bit of a... Maybe a bit of a stab in the dark. We're going to have to trust that he's going to develop because he was 20, he picked 20th overall for a reason. He was touted as one of the best quarterback prospects in a while for a reason. There was the whole tank for tour movement for a reason. I think it's not time to um, throw all our toys out the pram here. We should just have a little bit of faith in tour for one more season at least and then we can reevaluate re- re- the Dolphins' options because I, I still have a little bit of faith.
0: Yeah. I think um potentially I I personally see their ceiling as 10 and 7. I don't think they're winning more than 10 games.
1: Okay, 10 uh, 7 11 6. I think we're we're in the same ballpark there. So What about
0: floor wise?
1: Floor. So if Tua completely just fails. Yeah. Cuz that's what that's what's going to determine the team's success. It's how Tua plays. Like the receiving core is fine. The running back call is okay. In the, the floor scenario, okay. I've got Jacoby
0: Brissett stepping in at some point. Wow. If, Tua, if Tua really yeah. flops, then Jacoby Brissett is going to have to step in. If Tua uh, refuses to yeah. throw the ball downfield again, <laughs> despite like the changes to the scheme and everything, then... The new offensive
1: coordinators, co-offensive coordinators, George Godsey and Eric Studsville.
0: Yeah, that scares me a bit as well, having co-offensive coordinators. like hmm.
1: Too many cooks, know, spoil the broth.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I think it's still quite tight, though. I could see them, you know, their floor being ten and seven, and their, sorry, their ceiling being ten and seven, and their floor, maybe seven and ten, maybe eight and eleven. I think it's going to okay. be,
1: not eight and eleven. Sorry, what the fuck? Are these freaking new 8 and, 9, okay, 8, eight and nine. Sorry, eight and nine. Well, I think their floor six and eleven. I think they they're going to be a, they're either going to hit high or they gonna, they're going to they're going to go low. There's not going to be much of an in between for them. I don't think. It's either going to yeah. go well or it's not. Like, Tua is either, either going to be a good quarterback or he's not. And that's what it boils down to, I think.
0: Mm. And also, if they do end up, for whatever reason, going with Jacoby, it's not like Jacoby's going to step in and win them a bunch of games either. He's just going to be able to throw the ball downfield more so than what we've seen so far at Tua. But yeah, that sounds reasonable, Staniel.
1: Good to hear it. Good to hear it. Right, let's... uh. Let's maybe I think we've loitered quite a bit on the past couple teams and let's maybe try and speed things up. I know I've been uh, going to quite a lot of depth on them as well, but we are we do have the NFCs to go through as well. So let's uh let's take maybe a briefer look at the New England Patriots this season. So the offense is the it's offense. looking I'm I'm still very torn on this offense. I think the offensive line is much, much, much improved as to how it was last year. Got Isaiah Win, Michael Unweno. David Andrews, Shaquille Mason, and Trent Brown. This is perhaps one of the best groups in the league, maybe top five, could we say? Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, I think so. Obviously, they lost, uh, who is it again? The guard, who also... Um, did he go to the Chiefs?
1: Yeah, well, either way, know. it doesn't even matter because they've got Michael on Wayney, who they drafted out of the University of Michigan last year, absolutely stud at left guard. And right guard, they got Shaquille Mason back again dominating in the league
0: they really love Michigan and Alabama players they do love Michigan players
1: I love it it's you just you know what you're getting they've drafted Chase Winovich they've drafted Josh Uche as well they've got they got quite a few guys they got quite a few did they draft Josh Uche yeah they drafted Josh Uche
0: they've got him for sure Um, yeah this offensive line though one of the best in the league did Isaiah win was he on the COVID list last year uh, I think it? no.
1: Isaiah it went Jack towards Mason. ACL. Isaiah went Win-
0: Mason, who was on the COVID list. Then, I think it one of them Mason. was Mason. Yeah, one of them was on the COVID list, so they're getting him back. Um, in terms of, yeah, I mean, all around, they've got upper echelon players in that division. I want to see uh, that you're touting Mike Onwenu as as a boy, and obviously.
1: He is a boy pretty of is a drafting
0: boy. offensive i mean the patriots haven't been great at drafting but drafting offensive linemen they have been pretty on the money
1: joe he's so... been he played last season he was an absolute stud did you th- i take my comment back he was an absolute stud uh, okay that...
0: i'm just saying the patriots weren't fun to watch last season No, they, they, they weren't fun to
1: watch cam... and that's because of that man in the middle cam newton his mechanics deteriorated because of what I can only assume to be a lingering shoulder, lingering shoulder issue. So they drafted Mac Jones, 21st overall. Mac yeah. Jones is not listed as starter currently, which means Cam Newton will be. But their, their success is going to be massively limited because of their wide receiver core. they got Nelson Aguilar and Jacoby Myers as their starters. Nikhil Harry yeah. backing them up with Kendrick Bourne as Ooh. their number four. Nikhil Harry pretty, also wants a trade, right? So Yeah, it's a pretty disgusting group of wide receivers, I'd say. But the one saving grace from this pass-catching group tight is their tight end core. Johnny Smith, Hunter Henry, they both signed them this off-season. Johnny Smith from Tennessee had a massive season. Hunter Henry from the LA Chargers. Mm. It's looking pretty tasty. Yeah, and I, back... I believe
0: Hunter Henry is injured at the moment.
1: He's always injured. At the very what, what's new there? And then in their running back group, they've got Damian Harris, who is predicted to have an absolute huge season this season, if he's the starter, not that really means much to the um, to the Patriots because they rotate their running backs like it's, uh, I don't know. They change their running back. Like, potato. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Sonny Michel's back there as well. James White, longtime Patriot and Jacoby Myers is also listed as a running back as well as a wide receiver. So that is a little bit interesting.
0: Uh, well, I'd hope not because he's the, currently their second starting wide receiver. <laughs> exactly.
1: So, uh, so, that'd be interesting. Overall, I think that offense is just going to be held back by their QB and wide receivers. Like with the running game, I think it's going to be absolutely explosive. It depends, I think they, it depends. When do you think Mac Jones is going to step in? I don't when know if you will. I don't know if he will too. Do you think or, too, the yeah.
0: Patriots are just going to sit on another like disappointing season?
1: Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think their offensive line is too good for them to disappoint that much. Cam Newton might not throw for more than two hundred yards as two hundred yards a game, but their running Definitely back will. group, their running back group is phenomenal. Like, so you go myself, through
0: like three games without like collectively passing over a hundred yards at one point. Yeah, was
1: there was a lot strange. of QB power stuff. I I do have more faith in Cam this year because apparently his mechanics have looked better, and I must say he does look to be throwing. I have better. seen
0: that as well. Yeah, he's, he's throwing a lot less, like
1: overthrowing it with his shoulder and just yeah. His mechanics look a lot more fluid and he looks like he's more comfortable with the ball in hand, which is good to see. So before we take a look at what we think this offense can produce in terms of record, let's just flip flip over to the defensive side of the ball and have a look at the dark side.
0: Flip that shit.
1: Flip it over. So in the trenches, they've got Dietrich Wise Jr., Lawrence Guy, Devon Godshaw from the Miami Dolphins, and Henry Anderson from the New York Jets. And Christian Barmore. And Christian Barmore. Yeah, Christian Barmore. I almost forgot about...
0: Forgot about him.
1: He could. About he, he could end up being a stud, you know. He could end up being a stud. And also,
0: if... that's like the biggest downside we had against Barmore is that he he only got put in on passing downs, which he probably will here, but he'll probably be put in situations where he's one on one and can beat a guy and, and get to the QB. So it's almost a perfect situation for him. Really. Exactly,
1: especially with how Belichick is, it's scheming. Like you've got some really talented guys yeah, in his pass rushing exactly. group, in the outside they're gonna have to pay attention. You got Ronnie Perkins. Drafted out of the University of Oklahoma. Chase Winovich as well. University of Michigan. Indeed. Matt, Ju- Matt Judon. Matt Judon. The boy. The boy.
0: Oh, jinx. The traitor. The
1: absolute traitor. Don't get too butt hurt, yeah. And they got Josh Uche as well from the University of Michigan. A guy Bill Belichick absolutely loves, from what I've heard. He's a sort yeah. of in- in-between player. Not quite a defensive end. Not quite an outside linebacker. A lot
0: of depth on, on these outside linebackers yeah. positions, don't they?
1: I would agree with you there. Don to high as well. Just absolutely absolute, phenomenal. Absolute stud. An phenomenal absolute stud. middle linebacker. Back. I from think he
0: also didn't play. Yeah, he didn't play last COVID. season. He was off.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he did a did a COVID and uh, decided not to play. Did a COVID. Did, well, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's understandable. <laughs> it. It's a it's a virus sweeping the nation, and uh, I think it's, it's really well yeah, he was well within his rights.
0: He had a baby and stuff, so yeah. Exactly. Fair play to
1: him. Fair play, yeah, man.
0: Obviously, and then you've got Stefan Gilmore, absolute Oof. stud. Jalen Mills coming in at green Green is. Goblin. Oh, the Green Gobbo.
1: Self-proclaimed um, Green, goblins. He's, no he the, green like, Goblin.
0: <laughs> he's currently listed as their fourth corner. I don't know if he's <laughs> going to play slot for them. He might even play a bit of safety, depending on whatever the hell happens. Uh, yeah. JC Jackson also is a pretty solid starting corner
1: there. Oh, he was phenomenal. He got a load of picks last year.
0: Yeah. Devin McCourty doesn't age somehow. Don't know how he's still doing it. He's like, what? We like, love to so? say it. 35 at this point. We'd to love
1: to see it. Adrian Phillips back there as well from the Los Angeles Chargers. Kyle Duggar, who they drafted last year out of, I want to say Lenore Ryan University. Bit of an obscure choice, but Patriots got him in the second round.
0: If they, yeah, if they drafted him from there, then it
1: must mean he's he's good. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So overall, this team, this Patriots team, playing in the somewhat improved AFC East now. It's Indeed. no longer the AFC least. I don't think. This is this yep. is a bet. This is a much better division. Like just having looked through three of these four teams here, I'm quite. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing the inter, the interdivisional play here.
0: Same, same. Um, it's I think, fun. like I said, I think Dolphins and Bills they could potentially win what snag one of those games out of two. They'll beat both. They'll beat both of their Jets games. Um. Against the Saints, I could see them winning that. The Bucks, it's a no from me. Texans, I could see them winning that. So that's at least four. Cowboys, mm, yeah. I'm going to say yeah. Chargers, they'll probably fuck it over at the end. Of the, so the Patriots will win. Panthers, I could see them winning. Browns, no. Falcons, yes. Titans, no. Colts, yes. So, with that beating the Jags at the end, that's at least nine wins. Um, potentially, you know, if they if they win the other two of their divisional games, I could see them getting 11, 11 and seven, maybe as a ceiling. 11 and six, sorry.
1: Yeah, I think 11 and six is reasonable. I think that would have to involve Cam Newton, Nelson Aguilar, and Jacoby Myers, or having huge years like. One of the two of them would have to oh, hit a thousand yards. Like, my, coming yeah, in. my money would be on Jacoby Myers having a little breakout season this year. To be honest with you, I would. Yeah. In fact,
0: he does struggle to run routes, though, doesn't he? Mm,
1: no, I don't think so. I think he, he excelled last season. He was the one of the only bright spots. Wait, is that not exact.
0: the guy that kept fucking up the routes? No, that was I'm... Philip.
1: That was Philip Dorsett. And he ah, yes, bad. yes, 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 Philip. He Dorsett. gone. He gone. He was he was, he was trash. Amazing. He was, he was not good.
0: Now you've said it, he's going to be amazing for whatever team he's playing for. Oh
1: yeah, hundred percent. I've I've completely jinxed it. So Jacoby Myers, I think breakout season, maybe eight hundred yards plus, if he's lucky.
0: Okay. Yeah, I don't see them losing more than um, more than eight games. Sorry, uh, less. Than. Yeah, I don't, I don't see them winning less than eight games. Okay, so yeah, I can join on that
1: Floor eight and nine. Yeah. yeah no yeah. bill belichick team's gonna do worse than that no no this is even profitable. last year
0: where they didn't look amazing at all they still had a pretty decent season mm. so
1: yeah so let's take a little dive into the last team in the afc east and one of my favorite teams going forward in the coming years the new york jets Rob Salah, the new head coach, has come in from the San Francisco 49ers, an already proven defensive mastermind. He managed to do wondrous things with the the, uh, 49ers defence in their Super Bowl run and last season when they lost countless players to injury and COVID. Offensively, Salah brought with him Mike Lafleur, brother of Matt Lafleur and West Coast scheme aficionado to run the offence and nurture and look after the development of Zach Wilson.
0: Yeah, good choice. Good choice. We've we got like. Salad. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, I I'm I'm liking the pick of Zach Wilson. I also like what they did in the first round drafting Aliyah, Elijah Vera Tucker. Oh yeah. At that left guard position. That left side of the offensive line now with Mekai Becton and Elijah Vera Tucker looks pretty darn tasty. Uh George Fant as well at right tackle. Not bad, not a bad little guy. Not a bad um, at all. So I think offensive line wise, they look pretty good. That's that's yeah. good, obviously, for Much a, a young QB. Exactly, and you need that with a young QB. Uh, obviously, picking up Tevin Coleman, he's a seasoned vet at running back. He's he's shown that he can work in um,
1: San Francisco as well in Mike Lafleur's scheme. What's not exactly
0: to like? exactly, and I also like
1: one one of the Michael Carters who went. Uh, he's listed um, as number four though currently. Tevin Coleman's listed as starter. Then behind him, you've got LaMichael Ryan out of Florida, Ty Johnson, I... and then you've got Carter and Josh Adams.
0: This is where ESPN's fucking me over because it's saying he's listed at number two.
1: But well, that's interesting. My depth but, chart was updated on the 11th of August, so yesterday.
0: Maybe you're more... Maybe I'm more. Than I am. Uh, picking up Corey Davis as well at wide receiver, who...
1: Huge. You know,
0: yeah, I mean, he he started off his career on a bit of a slippery, like not looking that special with the Tennessee Titans, but he picked it up later on. Um, Jameson Crowder, bit of a stud. He's been basically the only thing they've had for a while now. Keelan Cole, also a great, great pickup, uh, from, from the Jags there. And Elijah Moore, who, despite some drama, I believe at practice, he just walked out. I don't know if it was, I don't think it was even injury related. He just walked out of practice. So that's interesting. Not looking great. Um, but if worse comes to worse, they also have Denzel Mims, who they picked up last year. I'm looking forward to seeing him develop. Yeah, so I think wide receiver room actually looks pretty good. In fact, the offense in general, not looking that bad. Looks and that looks good.
1: Was... It's a good football team.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It is a I'm... good football team. I really like this team.
0: Yeah, I think it's weird because their defense actually didn't it, it was almost like last year they were just put in situations where eventually, like, what can you fucking do? Um, with, with a coach team. who basically wanted to tank at, I mean, with Greg Williams calling that freaking um, <laughs> press coverage on, on what was on like fourth and long places, or last,
1: leaving their undrafted rookie corner Lamar Jackson on Lamar Jackson, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. But this year, I think it, I'm I'm really really looking forward to seeing this this Jets team. Like Rob Salah, Mike Lafleur, two of the best coordinators in the game. Yeah, oh, it's gonna be I'm, fantastic. It's gonna be I absolutely think fantastic.
0: is gonna do some funky stuff at running back. I think there's gonna be a lot of rotation. Um, there's yeah, gonna be a lot of do. a lot of motion, a lot of um, that that sort of classic for what we got used to seeing at the 49ers at this point. And yeah. It's, really interesting um, to see what that will look like with this Jets offense because it, it does look like it's massively improved and they've made a lot of key pickups this offseason. Um, I, I really like the coaching. I really like their GM as well, uh, Joe Douglas. He's he's one of the better GMs in the league. Everyone sort of gives a lot of praise to him. And he's obviously done pretty good acquiring the talent here. It's just whether or not they're ready to perform now or whether they need still need a few years I think, yeah. I think they might, I mean, trusting it all in a rookie QB with Zach Wilson might be a bit of a push, but, I mean, their defence, let's talk about it because it, it, it still looks pretty darn good. I mean, defensively, defensive yeah. front, you've got Carl Lawson, who's pretty darn good,
1: Sheldon I think, Rankins, Winner Williams. I think Carl Williams is going to be the guy they need. He's like the, the missing piece because we spoke quite a lot last year down the stretch, especially after that Rams game where they somehow beat them, about how talented the defence actually is when you look at things. Carl, like, the one thing we said that they were missing is an edge rusher who can just get to the QB. And I know that was maybe oversimplifying it, but that was what they were really, really lacking in last year. So to answer that, they signed Carl Lawson. They've got Quinn Williams already on the side, on the inside, and they've got guys like Nate Shepard, who I'm a massive fan of, and to um, Fatukasi as well. Sheldon Rankins. Michael Duanfor. It's looking like a pretty talented group. And then on top of that, on top of that... John Franklin at... Myers as well. John Franklin Myers. There you go. There's there's even more. Then at That's linebacker great. as well, they look pretty solid. They've got CJ Mosley. CJ Mosley. He didn't play.
0: Didn't play last season. Didn't play last season. They've got him back. Possibly at... still going to be the best linebacker in the division this year, interior linebacker.
1: We'll I see about say. that. You're Jared Davison from Detroit and Hamsar Nazerladeen, who was previously listed as a free safety in college, who's now listed as their starting um, linebacker ahead of guys like, experienced guys like Blake Cashman. So it be interesting to see how he performs at linebacker, perhaps being mm-hmm. used as more of a hybrid guy. Then in the secondary, we've got um, Blesswan Austin, a corner, Bryce Hall, who actually played pretty well. He's yeah. a second year player now. And then at safety, the great Marcus May and Ashton Davis.
0: Marcus May is one of the best safeties in the league, yeah. for sure. Oh, 100%.
1: You and, forgot uh, the second Michael Carter. The second Michael Carter.
0: Who plays corner. He plays... He's listed as, on my nickel whack corner. depth chart, he is possibly a nickel corner.
1: Yeah, he's listed as the second, the second nickel corner behind Javelin Guidery. Really? Yep.
0: That is interesting.
1: It's been interesting actually because they had one of the best nickel corners in the league who's only just been picked up as a free agent. They had Brian Poole playing the nickel last year.
0: Yeah, I know. that. I don't know why they didn't bring him back.
1: Me neither. He's a sneaky good player. Sneaky good. Yeah. Right, go on then. Ceiling for the Jets, Joe.
0: Oh, I still... I like the talent, but I think they're still a few years off from really... Maybe a year off from really coming out and doing amazing i think from where they were last season they're going to make leaps and bounds i think the ceiling is probably nine and eight winning season really would be, would be a really good season for them i think but if everything
1: goes well they could be 11 and seven 11 and six oh 11 and six you know you know the one 11 and six i really think zach wilson is that talented and their wide receiver core like demzel mims i think is going to be the missing piece here if Den- They need either Denzel Mims or Keelan Cole to step up here, and then I think they can be a really, really successful football team.
0: Well, they've got four legitimate guys there now.
1: Yeah, you know. they've got four proven, like legitimate proven guys, and Elijah Moore, who could perhaps step up as well. Braxton Berrios, he was sneaky good last year. Sneaky good. Sneaky good. So, And then if it all turns to rubbish and it all just goes down the pan, I think their floor is going to be like five wins, six wins, six and 11. Which is
0: still a massive step up from what they were.
1: Yeah, it's still um, a step up, but considering the talent they have, not only on the field but off the field in that coaching box. Yeah, it, yeah, it would be a massive, massive shame if they were anything. If they, if they, if they don't win eight games, they should be very cross.
0: Um, I say floor wise, 4, four, four.
1: And, I guess was it four and thirteen now? Uh, I'm okay. I'm gonna go with my floor of six wins. I can't see them winning less than six. They're, they're a good team. They're a very good team.
0: I think they're they're talented. I just think it's gonna take uh maybe longer than people expect. I don't think they're gonna you know completely turn it around. Right. After one year, you know, it takes a while yeah. to sort of get out of that losing culture as well.
1: I think yeah, the culture issues they will be somewhat ratified by now due to the fact they've got an all new coaching staff.
0: Yeah, but it's you know what I mean, like it takes it's more than just the veteran pre- players there and stuff. It will take more than just one off season to yeah, really, really change that, get used to you're coming off the back of winning one game.
1: Yeah, and you've got to remember as well they're they're in a very, very tough decision. Division even.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the division's good. So I that's that's personally what I think.
1: Right. Cool. That is let's us switch done. Switch over to the NFC. Yeah, let's go. Switching over from the AFC to the NFC side of things, the NFC East. Mike McCarthy is in his second year with this with the Dallas Cowboys with Kellen Moore offensive coordinator. Dan Quinn brought in his DC from the Atlanta Falcons where he was fired. Well, we know how he's he's great. Oh, thank oh, God. Fa- they brought fantastic. Him in. Yeah. But this offense here, I think this is the best offense in the league on paper. I don't think anything. I think maybe this and the Chiefs. They stand a head and shoulders above everyone else in this league. If we look at that wide receiver court. The Buccaneers don't exist. They do exist. Okay, top three, maybe one <laughs> A, one, a, one that, B, that and changed. one C. Okay, one, one a. a, one B, and one C. They're all. What are you on are about? Other. What am I on about? You'll yeah, I mean, see. if if, if they're You'll if see. they're we're talking about the offensive line from a few years back, fair enough. But we're not. Is their back? They were. They had massive holes in them from last year. This is. Offensive line they hoped to have last year, but obviously, due to injury, COVID, all that sort of things, it wasn't able to happen. But this line is phenomenal Tyron Smith at left tackle, Connor Williams at Texas, left guard, Tyler Beardas from the University of Wisconsin at center. I do
0: like Tyler Beardas to be fair.
1: Yeah, your typical smash mouth. Power. I don't think Tyron Smith is what he
0: was personally. Yeah,
1: he's still at the top, he's a still a high end tackle, and you've got Zach Martin at right guard. And Lyle Collins, right tackle at tight end, Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz. To me, that whole pass blocking, run blocking group, absolutely phenomenal. And then I also behind. I think
0: Zach Martin is what he was as well. We were talking fighting. about them like Tyron Smith and Zach Martin when Travis Frederick was there as well. Like
1: it, it's not it, it's not the same, a few but years it's removed removed from yeah. that. I, it's still a top group of offensive linemen. And then more to the point, it's gonna be what's behind those guys that count. The three men who could potentially elevate this offence to new levels. Dak Prescott, he's back. The former fourth-round pick, he's back. His leg is all healed, really. And then then either side of him, you've got Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard. Now, Tony Pollard is a guy who steps in when Zeke Elliott struggled, was able to capitalise when given more totes of the football. So we might be able to see him get maybe more of an even snap share with Zeke Elliott this year, do you think? Um, I think he was that good
0: he is but I think this is the Cowboys and part of like the big marketing machine and stuff is just behind Zeke Elliott so I think he's still going to get the majority of the snaps maybe when he's injured Tony Pollard will come in and inevitably do play his heart out and and do pretty well again but I don't see Tony Pollard getting a significant amount of snaps every game with a healthy Zeke Elliott there right personally However, this wide receiver room is fucking amazing, to be fair. Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, who played his fucking heart out while everyone else was injured last year, completely overlooked how good he was because of how bad the rest of like the quarterback play was, basically. But he he was quietly one of the best rookies of the year, you know, behind obviously Justin Jefferson. But and Michael Gallup, who is absolutely solid, like he's he's a he's a very good receiver. Um doesn't really get enough enough praise as as he should do depth wise behind that not not amazing maybe cedric wilson potentially but other than that like yeah it's nothing nothing to eat your heart out but those three are looking pretty darn tasty
1: well yeah i'm a massive fan of this unit as a whole to be, be honest with you the entire offence for me, I think they're going to be able to score... Blake Jarwin
0: of... at tight end. You're a massive fan of Blake Jarwin at tight end.
1: Their tight, their tight end doesn't matter. The tight end group's fine. They'll do the job when needed. But yes, the wide receiver core, O-line and quarterback are going to do the job for them this season. Like, like we saw last season before Prescott went down, they're going to light up this league and it's, it's going to be exciting to watch.
0: Dak's but... still questionable at the moment because of his ankle, though. Uh... He back. did pop it back in during that preseason mm. game, apparently. Absolutely nutter.
1: Absolutely nutter. Mad man,
0: considering was yeah, yeah. a pre-season game and he wanted to get back on the field, so he just popped his ankle back into place. Love it. Man. Defensively,
1: man. they've mm. improved a lot. Like, let's be real here. They've improved a fair bit since last season. Like, mm. Admittedly, their safety group, they haven't solved any of the problems there, but mm. elsewhere on the field is looking a lot better. So they got Demarcus Lawrence, Carlos Watkins, Neville Gammel, and Randy Gregory on the defensive yeah. line.
0: Yeah, defensive Solid. line looks okay. I like yeah. Demarcus Lawrence. I like Randy Gregory. You know, the others are all right as well. But, like, yeah, yeah that's fair enough. Yeah. I I think the, the linebacker situation, I mean, you obviously picked up Micah Parsons in the draft. Uh, they also have Keanu Neal, who I did not realize until just now looking, is there, looks like that he'll be playing as that second inside linebacker there beside Jalen Smith, which yeah. is interesting. Um, however, Jalen Smith and Landon Va- uh, Leighton Van Der Esch did not look very good at no. all last last season. A different however, they,
1: now.
0: Yeah, and they also have Jabril Cox, who they for some reason picked up, um, hmm. who I actually really liked as a linebacker prospect. I had him as one of my, my sleeper picks, I believe. Um, so, I mean, I don't know why they picked him, but he could potentially also step in there somehow in the mix of Keanu Neal and everything else. <laughs> um mm. so that'd be an interesting one to watch. I think they've got good depth at linebacker there. They 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 definitely do. Um, but I don't really I'm gonna have to see what yeah. how the rookies play, um how they get adjusted. But this I mean, obviously sure. you picked up Travon Diggs at corner. Mm. You've got your man, Boss Man, Fat Kelvin Joseph, who I am—I'm a massive fan of. However, those safeties look so just bad. Nothing. They're like so, they are bad
1: safeties. I don't think there's any Jonathan way of Wilson, around that. Donovan Wilson,
0: Demonte, KZ, KZ, Casey. Casey. Casey.
1: Uh, it's not bad. a good group. They haven't really fixed it from last year. Like at least they don't have Darian Thompson there starting anymore. Like that's a positive. Yeah, that's. that's I a, mean, mm. it's it's not going to be. Pretty back there, but <sighs> yeah, I don't think hey, what... there's no way to brushing it brushing it over really. Like apart from Kelvin Joseph, there's no one I can get excited about in that defensive back group at all. And maybe Malik
0: Hooker could be not injured yeah. for a season and live up to his, you know, pre-draft hype. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be bloody injury. considerate of him, wouldn't it? Staying healthy, yeah. best ability
1: is availability.
0: Exactly, exactly. What do you guys? So... What, what do you think about? Uh, Ceiling, floor, how are you feeling?
1: I love the front end of this defence. I really do. but It's just the back end that I'm really going to struggle to get behind yet again. But the Cowboys' yeah. offence are going to be capable of scoring in high, high volumes because of well, just how they were last season when Dak was there.
0: Yeah, when Dak was there, they looked fucking amazing. They, they were like amazing.
1: That's what However, I mean by one of the best offences in the league. So Their defence sucked dick. Yeah, my ceiling nothing wrong with sucking dick, by the way, but no. their defense <laughs> they just didn't. wasn't very good. I'm going 12 and 5 as their ceiling. Mm.
0: It's
1: a good football yeah. team. Yeah, they no, were...
0: I agree with that. I actually thought you were going to say something ridiculous like 15 nah. and 2, but no. yeah, 12 and 5. I could see that as a ceiling for sure. Um I mean, I'm just looking at their schedule. Yeah, you know, they've got tough games against the Chiefs, then probably like the Cardinals. I can imagine them losing both the Washington games. They might win one of them. I can imagine them. Lo- I think the Vikings are going to be better this year. I think the Broncos are going to be better this year. So I think they could. Uh, obviously, they're playing the Buccaneers first thing as well. Um, but, I mean, they get to play the Giants twice. They get to play the Eagles twice. I could see them uh, see a uh, floor. I, if Dak stays healthy... Um, and the, just assuming no injuries which never happens like floor 8 and 9 just yeah. below 500
1: that's fair uh, uh, yeah I think their floor is yeah, probably going to be about that just because of how good their offense is they can probably carry that tragic secondary this going to be
0: like a classic like New Orleans Saints situation where you basically have to
1: just keep scoring hmm. before the yeah.
0: Saints defense got good you know
1: yeah, I know I know what you mean. Giants. Let's talk Giants now. Daniel Jones in what his fourth year, third year in the league. It's make or break, innit? It's gotta be make or break at this point. He's just he's so average. How long is it before you just think, hang on a sec? Let's restart here. Let's go grab ourselves the QB of our future because da- Daniel Jones, he's he's not lived up to any sort of Hype that there was, there wasn't a lot of hype around him pre draft, but any of that hype is well and truly gone now. He's got to prove his uh, worth.
0: I think he, he outdid people's expectations of not being terrible in he the was. first year, yeah,
1: but that's not a good thing. You can't say, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's a good player because he's not, shit. yeah, he's not a he good player, he
0: wasn't absolute, shit. Hmm. but other than that, um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't really trust. Daniel Jones to win them a bunch of games is not a quarterback you can kind of be like oh we we're, we're down two scores in the fourth quarter we need to make a comeback i'm not trusting Daniel Jones to lead that you know um mm, the guy yeah. who ran it for 90 yards got over <laughs> Stumbled. and then managed to not not they didn't even score a touchdown on that drive so
1: pretty tragic
0: uh, yeah that that was such a tragic play however uh Saquon I'm hoping he'll be healthy. Say quads. I'm hoping he'll be healthy. He still lists as questionable here. I don't know how up to date this is, but I have heard that apparently his he might need a little bit more time for his, his knee Perhaps. Um, or ankle or whatever it was. And, I mean, behind him, if, if they're starting the season without him, they've got Corey Clement, Alfred Morris, Devontae Booker, Serviceable guys, but nothing really out of the park that special. No, they're all backups at the end of the day. Yeah, I am looking forward to seeing what Cardarius Tony does. Apparently, yeah. a lot of teams actually wanted him. Um, they're going to use him as apparently the Jags really wanted him when they, mm-hmm. and that's why they they picked up um Etienne Etienne to to play him in that sort of role, which is an interesting take, but yeah I, I'm really looking forward to him. They picked up John Ross as well, which I completely forgot about. Uh, yeah, it'll be absolutely. interesting to see if he they can scheme him open in in yeah. some way. I do think one of Daniel Jones's strengths is his timing on like passes and ability to through through not seeing people come free blitzers, just throwing it in the face of pressure. So on those timing routes, he can actually kind of get going. So it would be interesting to see if they can scheme John Ross open, mm-hmm. um, and Cardarius Tony coming over the middle and getting those sort of rack rack yards will be will be interesting.
1: Yeah, Kenny Galladay is a big big addition, obviously proven X receiver in Detroit. You've got Sterling Shepard at number two, Darius. A
0: fucking big addition as well. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but. As always is the downfall with the Giants, the offensive line is looking rather poor as usual. Andrew Thomas and Will Hernandez are the only real big names. Andrew Thomas kind of disappointed. Nate
0: Solder. They've got Nate Solder.
1: He's currently listed as a backup behind Thomas and uh, Matt Park. Surely not, though. He's he's listed as a swing tackle. Yep. Drafted in the third round. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Nate Solder you know he used to he's an ex-pro bowler I would imagine he probably gets some significant time
1: either um, way the line is not looking good
0: no no Andrew Thomas is not the not the left tackle they thought he was Yeah, especially the position they got him first left tackle taken last year and he has so far been a disappointment I'd like to see him make a step up because you know I don't really like seeing people become bust to be honest um but yeah, the strength here is really in the offensive weapons and not so much the offensive line. You yeah. forgot to mention as well in the offensive weapons, pro bowler Evan Engram making oh, on yeah. the name alone.
1: Absolutely, tribal. And Carl
0: Rudolph as well. Did not realize they had him.
1: Rudolph the red zone reindeer, as they once called him in Minnesota. Indeed.
0: What about that defense, Dan?
1: What about that defense? Let's have a little look. So, on yeah, the defensive yeah, line. <laughs> Lennon Williams, Austin Johnson, Dexter Lawrence II. Not looking too pretty. Then, at linebacker, you've Daddy got Lorenzo, well. yeah, Lorenzo Carter, Blake Martinez, who's an absolute stud. He's good, he's good. Uh, Tay Crowder and Ashane Ziminez. Aziz Ozilary Ooh. was another guy they picked up as an edge rusher. Not looking he- too good so far. Then we take a look at the secondary as well. James Bradbury, one of the best man corners in the league last season. Yes, one of the best corners in the league, Matt Burnspeak. If you're listening, mm-hmm. he's joined by Logan Ryan at free safety. Jabril Peppers at strong safety, and then on the other side at corner, a Jackson. Jabril Peppers was actually really good at safety last Hell year. Yeah, Peppers was a good player.
0: He actually was, and he's never been. He's always been kind of like a tweener between like a linebacker and a safety, but they just played him at strong safety, and he actually he. He chat on people. He was really good. He was a surprising, <laughs> was surprising addition there. That that's really turned out well for them. You know, oh, they I got him via trade, play. right, with the Browns.
1: Yeah, they got him from the Browns in the um. Ignore it was like it... It was, yeah, it was, it, was, my... it was some sort I of they him was... away
0: as like a, as an extra in a trade, basically. Um, a Dory Jackson as well. Oh, it was Warner, in the Odell trade, the wasn't side. it?
1: It was in the Odell yeah, trade.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I think they just sort of chucked.
1: Yeah, Gibral like Peppers here, have Peppers. He was good in college. Sure.
0: And he actually has turned out to be very well, very good for him. So I could see, you know what? That secondary, not
1: bad. It's a good really, secondary. The secondary is the strength really of that bad. defense, for sure.
0: Yeah, especially compared to last season, they're, they're, I think they could really make leaps and bounds there. Um, yeah, having
1: I'm... Logan Ryan and Dory Jackson there is going to massively help as well. I think there's two solid players. And then James Bradbury. He just, he absolutely shone last season. One of the best man corners in the league by far.
0: Yeah. I mean, outside of the only thing is outside of Blake Martinez and possibly Danny Shelton, maybe Leonard Williams. I don't see them stopping the run very well.
1: No, me neither. So I think they're going to
0: defensive front.
1: Yeah. They're going to really struggle in that respect. Like unless Lorenzo Carter can step up and be what they want him to be. He's be. He was a third round pick in 2018. Touted is a guy who could potentially succeed hasn't really stepped up you've got reggie ragland as well a bit of a has-been
0: reggie ragland
1: yes reggie ragland was a starter in kc for a while
0: I like i called him reggie i said reggie Reggie.
1: <laughs> i definitely said reggie re-
0: rewind the tape on that
1: really <laughs> yeah have a, have a little listen back i said reggie okay all right so floor ceiling what are we thinking about these new york giants if Daniel Jones absolutely shits the bed, <laughs> I could see them going three and fourteen as the floor. Yeah, they they're in a similar situation with Daniel Jones as the Miami Dolphins are in with Tua. In fact, <laughs> oh, Matt, it's going to be so angry. You've you said that. I don't care, Matt. You can be as angry as you care. want, but you know it's true. Daniel Jones and Tua Tagovailoa have both disappointed. So, and we know that the success of the offense, because it's a passing league, depends on the QB. And if yeah, if Daniel Jones, if he shits the bed, it's not gonna be a pretty season. If he does well and he succeeds, it's gonna be not a pretty season still, but still an okay one, just because the rest of the teams a bit trash.
0: I think I'm looking at it now, and I think they've actually got a pretty tough schedule. I could only really see them their ceiling. If they win some of their divisional games, which I don't see them really winning that many
1: eight and is, nine,
0: no, like nine, seven, nine. Oof. seven, and
1: seven, and I guess ten now, seven, ten. I'm gonna go, okay, I'm gonna go,
0: but eight, can I just mm-hmm. read out the schedule. They've got week one against the Broncos, then week two against Washington. Oh. uh then the falcons who they could be the saints the cowboys the rams the panthers who they could be the chiefs the raiders the bucks the eagles the dolphins the Chargers, the cowboys the eagles the bears and washington
1: that's not a very nice schedule i'm gonna go with you there i'm gonna agree seven and nine is their ceiling
0: yeah i mean i thought that potentially they could take a like a significant step up but i've just looked at that and i'm like yeah I yeah yeah Especially that defensive front and that offensive line. I mean, on mm. both sides, that the big guys there need to do more.
1: They Need to do good. Be good football team. Be better, Stan. Exactly. That's what they gotta do. So let's uh, let's move on then from the still somewhat tragic New York Giants to the Philadelphia Eagles. Slew's Philadelphia Eagles. Um, sadly, He's he can't join, to join us today. Yeah, he's on the he's on the non-football injuries list.
0: He's on the pup list.
1: <laughs> yeah, physically unable to perform. I think. I mean, he is able to perform. I think he just chooses not to. Sorry, yeah. slow. That was a bit uncalled for. Let's take a look at the Eagles now. So wide receiver core: Greg Ward Jr., Jalen Rager, and Devonta Smith will be their starting wide receivers. Travis Fulgham, controversially, not a starter. On their Ooh. offensive line: Andre Dillard, Isaac Seymour, Jason Kelsey, Brandon Brooks and Lane Johnson, who they're still clinging on to somehow.
0: Lane Johnson's good still. I mean, he gets a bit injured, but I mean, he's still, he's still one of the better right tackles
1: in the league. Right. You can't move a fridge, but exactly. what what good is a fridge that's got no wheels on it? Because then you can't move it around. Simply can't move it, my friend. You can't move it, but you can get around it quite easily. That's what I feel has happened with Lane Johnson.
0: Fair enough. Um, I've got more
1: faith in him than you do, however. He's my boy. He's my Hunger Games boy. He's your Hunger Games boy. And um, Stu is here listening in the private chat, and he said he didn't say Reggie. Listen back. So there you go. He's lying. Yeah, listen back, Stu. Confirm it. Oh, wrong Stan. So I didn't uh-huh. say Reggie, apparently. I'm no, sorry. He's saying like you were wrong about listeners. Lane
0: Johnson. He's saying you were wrong about Lane Johnson, my friend,
1: which you are. No, I, I, I'm not Lane. He was wrong on both accounts. Excellent. Can we um? Can we kick yeah. slow out the call? Is that possible?
0: I think I think if we kicked slow out of the call, we wouldn't be here. So the, the, the yeah. stream would just end. Okay. However, uh, I think let's move okay. On, so the rest of their line, uh, jason kelsey obviously still one of the better centers in the league. Brandon Brooks is a good good guard there. Um Andre Dillard who's listed mm. as a starting left tackle. Meh. Um jo- but they also have Jordan Mailata, who has come in. He's a he's a bit of a fridge himself. Bit of a fridge. How much of a fridge? He's one that you can't move.
1: One you can't move. That's that's like a pretty good phrase to me.
0: Stocked full of meat. Big, juicy meat. According to Slew in the private chat, he is now saying that Dillard is injured and is weak to week, and Jordan Mylata is apparently the starter based on what the so rumors in training camp have been saying.
1: So is Slew falling for training camp bullshit? I think he is, yeah. If only he was
0: here to defend himself.
1: He's been spending too
0: much time with Matt, clearly. Exactly. I mean, technically he is here. He could literally add himself to the stream right now and defend himself. However, he refuses to. Anyway, moving past their offensive line, who, you know, aging but good, in my opinion, is obviously their tight end room, I think is probably the strongest, one of the stronger ones in the league, really, with Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz, who I have heard... Jalen Hurts has been targeting very heavily in training camp above the wide receiver options there. Um, speaking of which, Devonta Smith, excited to see what he does. I don't think he's been that active in, in training camp. I think he's got a bit of a niggling injury at the moment. Um, I think, was Jalen Rager injured all of last season? I'm, I'm fairly sure understand. he barely started a game. But I think it was because of injuries. Uh, yeah. Slew is just confirmed. Uh, but Greg yeah.
1: Greg Ward also... He did play. Did. I know he definitely did play.
0: Greg Ward had had uh, shining moments last year. And so did Travis volgum as well.
1: So, yeah. yeah. Folgen was sneaky good in fantasy some weeks.
0: Exactly. He's inconsistently great. <laughs> inconsistently great. There you go.
1: And they've also got
0: the man, the myth, the legend, Joe Flacco. Who's gonna end yeah. up starting for the at some The point, elite Jay quarterback
1: Hurst. Joe Flacco.
0: Oh, nice. it means if Jalen Hurts, I'm not wish I would never wish injury on anyone, but if Jalen Hurts gets benched for whatever reason, Joe Flacco's stepping in, and it means that Slu has to support Joe Flacco, which is amazing <laughs> to me. Slue's gonna hope that Joe Flacco wins the MVP, which is is brilliant.
1: <laughs> it's fantastic, isn't it? And then in the running back room, either side of Jalen Hurts will be Miles Sanders and Joel yep. Jordan Howard. And Slew's boy from the draft, Kenny Gainwell. Do they still have Jordan Howard? Yep, he's listed as, as their second overall running back. Oh, okay. Kenny Gainwell back there as well. More importantly, with on Johnson as well.
0: It doesn't I'm matter because sure.
1: Miles Sanders is one of the better yeah. running backs in the league, quietly. Yeah. Like, he's,
0: he's fucking amazing. I, I I really think like a lot of young running backs could emulate... What he does, he's 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 fantastic of of patient and just quick.
1: Yep, average to below average offense. Can we agree?
0: Yeah, I think they're average. Really, I think you know nothing is like screaming out at me. As I think uh, on the in the QB room, I think they had kind of some early success with Jalen Hurts with that whole oh he's a he's a young mobile QB and people have to kind of adjust to that a bit and they might win a few games there. But I really don't see him making a massive step up in year two, especially if we're hearing that he's targeting his tight ends a lot in, in training camp. That's a sign of a more inexperienced quarterback, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so, However, yeah. obviously their tight ends are pretty darn good.
1: Yeah, um, in my eyes still, this is average to below average. Probably lean towards below average more in terms of the offense and the defense. It, it's not looking pretty. Yeah. yeah. It is not looking pretty. De- on the defensive front, they've got Derek Barnett, Fletcher Cox, all reliable, Javon Hargrave from Pittsburgh, and mm-hmm. Brandon Graham. Then in the linebacker, the linebacker court is looking especially weak. We've got Ryan Kerrigan, by the way. Ryan Ryan right there. And Josh Sweat as well. Montez Sweat's brother. And then at linebacker, they have. Gernard Gernard Avery? Gernard Avery? Who knows? Gennard, yeah, maybe. Gennard. Maybe even that. And then you've got Eric Wilson, proven Mike linebacker. In start Mike. And then you've got Alex Singleton at will. This yeah. linebacker core just it hasn't looked good for a while. Ever since Jordan Hicks left, it's not looked good.
0: Very much, yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, I, I'm not not really liking what I'm seeing there. I'm no. also really not Outside of Darius Slay, I'm not that impressed with any of the any of the secondary.
1: No, Anthony Harris, I like. I yeah, like Anthony, Anthony Harris. Harris is
0: okay. He's good. Um,
1: he, he's very good in Minnesota Robbie last
0: McCauld season. Rodney is and average. Stephen Nelson, like, nah, I'm good, thanks.
1: I'm good as well, you know, Joe. Got, I,
0: I, think, I think McPherson, in the, is he in the slot or is uh, it... Team Maddox, Maddox is their starting slot yeah, corner. okay.
1: So, so yeah. below average team. One of the worst teams in the NFL, I think.
0: I mean, if your defensive line is your strongest and it's still like an average at best defensive line in the league, I know Sleem may hate me saying that. As the, historically, the defensive line for the Eagles has been very good, but I really don't really see them doing that well this year um personally that's just how i feel you know um
1: what, what are you thinking for the floor ceiling i think they're crap to be honest with you i think this team is bad i'll be honest with you i think for... secondary is actually better than it has been for years
0: according to slu in the private chat just to let He's
1: still, it's not a good secondary though. Like that, that's a really, really sad thing to say.
0: No, it's, it's, it's trash.
1: no team's it's gonna make worst. 500 it's, this year.
0: It's one of the worst outside of like, uh, maybe God, like the Bengals. Maybe the, I think they're I even think... worse than the Cowboys secondary. Yeah. I think it's, I think this which team is overall. Fucking
1: terrible considering
0: what? where the Cowboys secondary were last year.
1: I think their floor this season is 3 and 14. Is it
0: bad to say two and 50? <laughs> is it, it bad to say it? Yeah, I'm going to say, gonna it. say it's if it goes, Doug really Peterson needs to go.
1: Yeah, fired Doug. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. No, fire Doug peterson has gone, even. Nick's sorry. Nick is, of course. Nick is in. Shane Steichen, offensive coordinator. Michael Gray is the special teams coordinator. Whack. Uh, I'm glad Doug's gone at least. Sorry, a bit of a, a bit of a lapse in my. Uh, in my memory there, to be honest with you. I mean,
0: they're very forgettable. They are, they're, <laughs> they're a forgettable
1: football team, I'll be honest with you there. They are, so 3-13, fourth means
0: they won the Super Bowl. It hasn't ceiling, looked pretty.
1: Ceiling is 7-10. and 10.
0: Yeah, this is the case, like, against what the Bucks have done this year, when you just keep your old players um, <laughs> and keep it going. Like, eventually this will happen, where you're just kind of in cap room hell, hmm. and you're paying big contracts for a bunch of old guys who can't play football performing at all and just get injured all the time. Yeah. So two and 15 is their is their floor for me? I don't think their ceiling is above 500. I think their ceiling is. Oh, I'm going to say it's six, six and 11, six and 11. Wow. 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 Has a ceiling. Yeah. I think they're probably oh. the worst, the worst team in this division. It's I'm not. Sorry, close, it? you're not here to defend yourself. So get fucked, mate.
1: He's no. He's with us here. He's not. He's not a brat. A blind. The sad loyalist. thing
0: is, yeah, he has just message saying he agreed they won't make over five
1: hundred. He's not a blind loyalist like Matt Burns Peak, so we should be fine. Yeah. There. Let's let's yeah. move things over now to one of the more fun and surprising teams from last season: the Washington Football Team. Go football team.
0: Yeah, it's... they got the tr- the the. What's it called? The freaking ancient the journey that freaking dragon that if you cut one head off, the other one just comes out. I can't remember what it's called. If anyone knows that that's the one. Chimera at quarterback with Ryan Fitzpatrick, Taylor Heineke, and also Kyle Allen. Oh,
1: so none of them fun, are man. that
0: great. Uh, Ryan yes, Fitzpatrick might give you some Fitz magic. Taylor Heineke actually looked good, like when he played. I mean we haven't seen much of him. I'm not going to like put that much into it, but he did look good when he played. He looked like he's a fairly mobile guy. He can kind of like improvise and make plays. So he actually looked pretty darn good and he won uh no, he he well. He was probably the closest game that they actually gave the Bucks mm-hmm. Taylor
1: Heineke in in, the, in that playoffs. Yeah, gave more of a run for their money than the uh the Packers did, that's for sure. The wide receiver yeah, court is very exciting. Very exciting for me this year. Terry McLaurin, scary mm. Terry. Terrifying. Scary Terry. Absolutely. Adam Humphreys yeah. as well at the right side wide receiver in the slot. Curtis, Curtis Samuel.
0: Curtis Samuel. And I would say, the... isn't Adam Humphreys probably playing in the slot and Curtis Samuel's playing wide receiver two for them?
1: I'm just going off what I'm seeing on my screen right now. It could be either way. Who, who knows? <laughs> I and think then... Humphries is more of a traditional slot. Receiver yeah, though. and also Diami Brown. There um, you go. That's my boy. Yeah, Diami Brown. One, of, I think the third best receiver in this class. Absolute stud of a player. I think I had him as my third or fourth guy. Absolute stud of a wide receiver. Yeah, you're. you, were, you were, I do remember you were quite high on high on him. I love Diami Brown. He's a boy.
0: Your third guy. He can't have been your third guy.
1: He, he was third or fourth. Like the wide receivers
0: up. in this class, Chase. What? Yep. Yeah. Jamar Chase, Waddle, Devonta Smith. He can't have been above them.
1: He was he was above. I think he might have been above Smith for me. I'm
0: like, whack! That is
1: so whack. Wait, I'm not sure. I, I, I love a look.
0: I'm sorry. I can't. I can't take you seriously
1: on that I don't. One, mate. I don't. I don't know if I would or not. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> it, you know, it was it was Jamar Chase, Jaden Wardle, Deondre Smith, Diami Brown at four, and then Kadarius Tony at five. That's fine. Okay, I, I was, yeah, that, that's
0: fair enough. Yeah. that's
1: fair enough. I love it. Yeah. I love me a bit. Diami Brown. And then offensive oh, line was his sec- second round pick for them. Third round pick in 2021. Good value. That's great yeah. value. Absolutely still. Offensive line, yeah. looking all right. Charles Leno Jr., left tackle as always. You got Wes yeah. Schweitzer from Atlanta, the left guard. Chase Rulier at center. Brandon Scherf, one of the best one linemen of the, in the one league. Of the best. First round pick way back and in 2015.
0: Cosme as well out of Texas, yeah. right? I like Who... I like.
1: I like Sam Cosme's ceiling as a player. I think he could he could excel. He wasn't I yeah. was particularly high on. I'm glad he was a, a late or well, a second round pick as opposed to late. a first round pick.
0: That's late considering how much talent went in the first round in in yeah. this O lineman, uh, out of O-lineman in this draft. Um yeah, I like Cosme. I like that right side of the line in general. Brandon Scherf, obviously amazing. Um I think Antonio Gibson and McKissick both did Damn good things last season, so I'm really looking forward to what they do this season. Yeah, um, I nice can't remember things. which one got a lot of yards and which one got a lot of touchdowns. But Gibson it been both. To
1: no, but McKiss- I think no. McKissick, one of them, no. one of them stole quite a lot of touchdowns though from G- the other. I no, believe. it wasn't much of a tandem as yet. I think you you might have realized. Like McKissick, he was he had a good couple of weeks as a pass capture, but overall, Antonio Gibson was the boy. He was a yeah. rookie of the, He was a snub maybe some would argue for rookie of the year considering the campaign nah, had on brand I mean, some yeah, would argue he was up against Justin Jefferson and Justin
0: Herbert yeah. the two Justins he was never going to beat them
1: yeah however
0: let's move on to the defense because oh, the defense is oh the fucking word. tits mate uh, <laughs> this defensive line is just the, the probably the best in the league to be honest it is amazing chase As... young we've got Jonathan Allen at starter left defensive tackle with Matt Ioannidis sitting behind him Aaron Payne on the other on the other defensive tackle spot. It's a big Monte Sweat on the other side Montes opposite sweat. Chase Yep, yeah. yeah, exactly. So you've got four of the upper echelon, if not elite, players in their position. This is fantastic. I love it. I absolutely love it. Exactly. Um, and that and on that four-three front, they're gonna cause teams absolute a bunch of issues. They cause the Bucks a bunch of issues when they play them in the playoffs which says a lot because that Buckso line is one of the better ones in the league as well. Um, John Bostick at Will Linebacker. You've got
1: J- Jamin Davis. Oh, one of my in. boys. Jamin Davis at University of Kentucky. We love to see
0: Indeed, it. Yeah, he he looked very good, actually. I was very high on Jamin Davis as well. I think I had him he, as
1: like my third linebacker in the draft. I can, I've got this up right now. I can verify... Joe Costanzo, that he was, yeah, he was your third linebacker in the class. Behind... My memory is so good; it's fantastic.
0: Behind JOK and
1: Michael Parsons, he was my second linebacker behind Jeremiah Oosterkrommer. Love me a bit of Jamin Davis; absolutely shredded too. Have you seen the six pack on him?
0: Yeah, I mean he's um,
1: he's shredded,
0: absolutely shredded to the gills, mate.
1: We love to see it; we really do. And then secondary wise, William Jackson, a solid. Solid cornerback from Cincinnati, very, very solid yep. cornerback.
0: Kendall Other Fuller. side,
1: Kendall Fuller as well, sneaky, Damn, good cornerback pairing this. And you've got Ben San behind him from mm-hmm. University of Minnesota, transferred there from the University of Michigan. Mm. He's a Michigan man, so he must be good. Then at safety, you have Landon Collins, number 26, and then at free safety, Cameron Curl.
0: Landon Collins, uh. I mean, not as good as he was at the Giants, but still one of the better safeties in the league. I think he he had a great season.
1: I think he was better last season than he was at the Giants, you know. I think he had a great season. And then, obviously, you've got Bobby McCain there as well at free safety, previously with the Miami Dolphins.
0: Is he starting,
1: or is it Cameron Curl? It's Cameron Curl's listed as a starter here. This depth chart was updated on, yeah, the 11th of August, so yesterday.
0: Okay. I, I really like this defense. It's definitely yeah. the the strongest point of it. This is almost like that Dolphin situation where mm-hmm. they might be in a situation where their defense can win them quite a few games. Um
1: yeah. sorry. great great special teams unit too there. Tress White and Dustin Hopkins.
0: Yeah, that is true. It's quite that a special teams true. unit.
1: Just thought I'd point that out, you know.
0: Um Interesting to see their returners are not who I thought they would be.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting returners group, but yeah. So, Washington football team for me, ceiling is probably win the division, some, win the division, win the division. Yeah. Might not win even be that again. hard to win the division. I think ceiling Depends wise, the Cowboys do really, isn't it? 12 and 5 ceiling is that outrageous? that probably that probably is about outraged actually i'm gonna, okay i'm just yeah. down. i don't
0: know with the seventeen game season though if that is outrageous or not because like is the twelve and five season the same as what an eleven and six used to be or what like i don't i don't know um so, it is. so i could have seen them going oh, sorry eleven and five um yeah so i could have i could see them doing that last season so i could see them you know doing something similar so 12 and 5 i i think it's enough to win the division oh yeah and i i see them winning the division mm-hmm. for sure um with that defense the only thing that's the the biggest unknown for them is that QB room and how Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to
1: will you get Fitz magic perform. or Fitz tragic that's the that's the big question that each team who fields Ryan Fitzpatrick must ask so each season
0: no, yeah, but each season in recent years, he's given us at least a few games of Fitzmagic before he turned into Fitztragic. Fitz tra-
1: FitzTragic.
0: It's not really FitzTragic, though. I never think he's like that uh, bad. He's all well
1: serviceable. He has had some three-interception quarters before. He has had some absolutely awful stunts of playing. Yeah. I mean, the... Slu, Slu- said it there.
0: Right. You'll get both.
1: There you You'll go. Get both. The voice of reason, and also
0: the worst case scenario, they get t- Taylor Heineke, who didn't look that bad, and they get they re- to see they get to see what they have in him at the very
1: least. Yeah, they resign him to a two-year contract extension. Well, as well after the way he played, so down the track. So 12, of the season. 12 and five is the ceiling. What's the floor for you? Because of how good their defense is, I don't think they will win anything less than seven games. So I'm gonna go seven and ten as their se- as their floor. I've got eight and nine.
0: same ballpark which with this division how it went last year might even win the the division again (laughs) so got them winning the division anyway
1: floor or ceiling they win the division fair play so that that just about wraps up this week's episode we've got anything else to talk about it has been a long one an hour and 42 minutes there you go that's got to be some sort of record
0: probably it's probably up have we done longer uh Not, not officially released. <laughs> I mean, we've we've chatted shit for hours be- after a podcast before, <laughs> but I would never release that footage.
1: <laughs> no, or, or the recording from before this uh, little show either.
0: Exactly. No, no, I will not tell you that story on air, my friend.
1: That story is for a different, maybe a rainy day. If Don't it, trust your you friends. Didn't... Snakes. Don't trust your friends. They're snakes. That is that is what you should Sometime, be taking away mate. from this episode. <laughs> if not anything else. So with that being said, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna call this a day. If you want to check out any of our other media, head over to the dropback.com where Alex Voice Joyce has just posted his uh college football preseason top twenty-five rankings article. I would highly advise you head over. Go check, check out his YouTube
0: out channel as well.
1: Any given Saturday. Have a little look. Yeah. Subscribe, like, comment, share yeah. it if you enjoy it. And uh yeah, we will be back next tuesday with another podcast if everyone's back well and healthy and back next thursday as well for our regular weekly live streams as we start to build up towards the 2021 nfl season so thank you so much for listening i've been stan i've been joe and we will see you next week the drop back with sam lewis matt burns peak joe costanzo and sam wilson